This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. So not until the second or third quarter of 2021, though. Christmas is probably not going to be possible. Yeah, I'm... Here's Jerry Callahan. Well, it looks like uh, we're going to skip right over Thanksgiving. Well, little, little gatherings under, under 10, and uh, we're not going to sing. No singing Thanksgiving, and we're going to move right ahead and take Christmas away. No more Christmas. That's from uh, Jake Tapper and his buddy, Dr. Anthony Fauci. We'll ask the question, who is listening to Fauci and Tapper? Who is listening to these people anymore? We know they're all a bunch of hypocrites. Um also, big, big Trump MAGA rally in D.C., and if you watched, like, the mainstream media, you thought the MAGA guys were out there just beating people and stabbing people, but uh, turns out, again, it was Antifa and Black Lives Matter, and we didn't hear a word from uh, President-elect Joe Biden or Vice President-elect Kamala. Again, they it's just an idea, that, that Antifa, just an idea, not real. Um, Dustin Johnson won the Masters, but Tiger stole the show. We'll tell you what happened to Tiger. Uh, I learned I learned a new word from Tiger uh, yesterday. Um, uh, Barack Obama got a foot massage in 60 minutes. Big shocker there. He's got a new book out, and no one's going to read it, and no one's going to buy it. The Patriots had their best win of the year uh, last night in the rain, and uh, – Looks like Tom Brady made history again yesterday. He just does it every week. We'll get into all that with uh, our guy, Turtle Boy, who's promising to celebrate Christmas, a good old-fashioned Christmas and Thanksgiving. He's going to break all the rules, and I'm going to rat him out. Uh, but uh, we'll get into all that today on the Callahan Podcast, brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they could help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy. And the loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA. Membership required. Hi, Cullinane's here and uh, Turtle Boy is here. How many people are coming over for Thanksgiving, Turtle Boy? As how many as we can fit. Lots man, of different how families and no masks. Huh? Lots of different families, no masks, nothing. We're doing literally no preventative, uh, you know, work whatsoever. No masks allowed. No, it's strictly banned in this household. Um, it, it is kind of funny though. Every day, it, and I, I thought you thought we all thought once we got to election day, it would change, and you know, the virus would be. It's not that bad, and you know, we don't really have to lock down, and you know, it just was a way. It was clearly you know, part of the plan all along. It was the reason we had mail-in voting, which is the reason we now have a president-elect Joe Biden. Uh, they, they rounded up all the, the lazy people who didn't want to go vote in person, and they got them to check the box, and, and they probably put it in the envelope for them and licked the stamp and everything else for them. And it got, uh, it got Biden, like, millions of votes from lazy, uh, you know, apathetic people. Uh, but to be honest with you, I thought by now we'd be asking, whatever happened to that virus? <laughs> but it's it's just the opposite. It's getting worse. You know, cases are are spiking, and we're 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 seeing these these authoritarians, these petty tyrants, are doubling down. I mean, I I couldn't believe it. I watched this thing a couple times with Jake Tapper and and Fauci, and it's just matter of factly that 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 that, that clown Tapper. I just can't stand the sight of him. 
He says, it looks like Christmas is not going to be possible this year. I'm going, what? We've got to get the vaccine. It's got to be deployed. And we can't abandon fundamental public health measures. You can approach a degree of normality while still doing some fundamental public health things that synergize with the vaccine to get us back to normal. So not until the second or third quarter of 2021, though. Christmas is probably not going to be possible. Yeah, I'm, well. I mean, honestly, looking at that and hearing that, don't you just want to just put your foot through the TV? I mean, are we, are we done? I just want to laugh. What I want to know is who's watching that and it's like, oh, well, I'm not going to have Christmas now. Who's the idiot out there that actually listens? Because I'm laughing. I think it's hilarious. Like, oh, yeah, I'll get right on that. I'll, I'll stop Thanksgiving and Christmas. Sure thing, Fauci. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they've already succeeded. Obviously, you got no like mall Santa. You can't like go see see Santa with your kids. You can't you can't go to church. You know, you can't go to midnight mass for two reasons. Uh, you're not allowed to go to church uh, to begin with. And it's way after curfew. And, you know, we can't be out after 10 p.m. Uh, in in most of these places. So you can't go to midnight mass. I mean, any tradition like a Christmas parade, the town I used to live in had a big parade it was right after thanksgiving and it kind of ushered in christmas that's out you know you can't i don't even understand why a parade would be canceled but they've already canceled like every parade canceled every road race there's another thing i don't understand what's the danger in like a 5k when you a couple hundred people you know line up they probably have masks and they don't touch each other they just run can't have those you know and, nope. and it's another thing by the way that's uh, you know, you might help with this obesity epidemic, which is part of the problem, but you close gyms, cancel road races, you leave McDonald's open and the liquor store open, but you can't, but you close all the gyms. But just listening to Fauci, to Fauci talk, I'm like, could, could Trump, Donald Trump just do this for us? Just fire this little troll. Just get this over. I know he'll be back. You know, when Biden, first thing Biden will do is hire him back and have a whole new list of new rules and regulations. But can we just get rid of this old man? I'm, I'm so tired of his voice. He's actually talking. I saw this. Talking about washing your hands and wearing a mask. And he says in this interview that we're going to have to wear masks even after there's a vaccine. Even after everyone's vaccinated and it's a thing. Because there's a 5% chance it might not work, Jerry. Right. And which is so you multiply the 5% by the... 0.001% chance that you had to actually die from this. And then what are your odds of dying? I mean, these people are insane until there's literally a 0.0.000% chance of getting any sort of illness whatsoever. You must stay home. This is what we've become. This is madness. Absolute then, madness. I mean, obviously he's hoping the vaccine doesn't work because he wants to be uh, useful. And, uh, you know, he wants to uh, people to stay. He wants to be on TV. And I ask this all the time, and I'm dead serious. Why isn't he required to retire? Why are teachers, again, and firemen and, and you know, people in most walks of life, when they're 80, are retired? You got this guy who's in this very important post that millions of people listen to, or at least they used to, and he's and he's 80, and it's like, okay, we're done with he, We're done here. It's time for you to go home and play with your great, great grandchildren. I mean, why are you in this very important hey, post? What are you talking about? Retired? That's five years older than they should be living, according to uh, what's his right. name? Yeah, the guy who's going to be on the task force with him. Yeah. Ezekiel Emanuel, 
thinks you should have wandered into the woods and died by now, Fauci. So really, it's at some point, I, I know, you know, it's been a controversy with Supreme Court judges, you know, they're, they're appointed for life and you've had people on the court with, with dementia and you had Ruth Bader Ginsburg who died like four years ago and she still was on the court. Um, but why don't guys like this, I mean, his pension must be massive. Why can't he just go away? I mean, you're, you're he's too a bureaucrat, Jerry. This is what I mean. Diane, he's first of all, he was like, yeah. I mean, Diane Feinstein was his babysitter growing up. There's mud. There's people older than him in Washington D.C. He's a swamp rat. At the end of the day, people act like this guy's like some private sector doctor. He's been how long has he been a bureaucrat for? How long has he been working in Washington? Fifty years. He's been yeah. In, in, so so in he the- does, he's not even a real epidemiologist. I mean, it's like. If you're a bureaucrat, then you're not really a scientist. You're not one in the same. You are a, you are a politician for all intents and purposes. Right. You're in the heart of the swamp. And and he's an egomaniac who loves to be on TV. You see so many appearances, and it's some local market will be on like a you know, Jacksonville TV station. You'll say, what the hell? Doesn't he have important things to do? He just can't get enough of the camera, and he really loves being a celebrity. You, you saw him when, you know, when he threw out the first pitch at the Nationals game, and then sat right next to his wife and his friend without a mask. So he at, he's on that list. The list of hypocrites, which is you know something you and I have talked about, how can you follow edicts from people who are laughing in your face? Like Gavin Newsom, he's one of the strictest. He has a rule now. It's uh, The Thanksgiving rules are, uh, are worse than any other state. A limit of 10 people. They can only stay two hours even outside. <laughs> so you could be out and you could have a huge house with a big lawn outdoor and you can't have more than 10 people, including kids. So he's got all these rules. He just went to a birthday party for his, uh, one of his staffers where they had like more than 10 people and they weren't social distancing. And it's like, yeah, that's rules for you. Not for me. We already know like Gretchen Whitmer and, and, you know, uh, it was uh, Andrew Cuomo has been caught without a mask a bunch of times. That a hole. Uh, uh, Karen Polito in Massachusetts. They're all about the, the mayor of DC, this mayor Bowser. Mm-hmm. She's got uh, you know, it's no messing around. No, uh, no Thanksgiving, no Christmas, no nothing. She went to Delaware to a victory party for, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to travel. You have to quarantine for two weeks when you come back to DC right. after that. Said, yeah, but this is part of my job. She went to a victory party for Biden and said, this is important. My, I'm, I'm more important than you. And then you get the biggest fraud of all time, that space alien uh, Lightfoot in Chicago. Oh, um, who, who just, it she, like was it like the day after she went to, uh, she was out marching and celebrating with no mask and screaming and yelling because her guy Biden won. The next day, she's saying, you know, you can't leave your house. You can't stay Marty out. Marty Walsh has been caught without a mask. Nancy Pelosi has been caught without a mask. Gina Raimondo, the governor of Rhode Island, caught multiple times without a mask. None of these people wear masks when you're not looking. You're being lied to. None of them actually <laughs> believe this. You shouldn't believe it. It's ridiculous. We've all just agreed to buy into it together. I don't know why, because we've completely lost our minds. And uh, obviously, Jerry, it's too early to end it because, I mean, Trump is still the president. You understand this? Trump can't I, I worry. I worry about this, though, because um, the difference between like May and June and now is you could you can go out all day, Turtle Boy, in in Boston all day, walk around, bike, run, whatever. You won't see anybody without a mask. I mean, little kids, old people, people on their bikes by themselves. Every I joked about it, and you know, in the spring, like people are going to put them on their like their babies in the strollers. And they are. I mean, two year olds with masks. 
People have completely gotten in line, fallen in line. So when you hear this, 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 this little bridge troll Fauci say, we're going to wear masks after the vaccine. They will, people will, they will fall in line. There are very few people like you or, or like, you know, Aubrey Huff who are stating flat out that I'm not going to do it. You can't make me. Most people are just the opposite. They're vigilant and they will call the cop. They'll call that snitch line on you for not falling in line. And I, and I, I feel like this is going to be permanent. We're going to have a vaccine. The, the, the virus is going to go away. And people like Fauci, this will, he'll be 100 years old saying, you're going to wash your hands and social distance. And oh, man, I just, just I'm tired of it, but I have a feeling it's not going away. Yeah. And you know what? Um, the police, Jerry, uh, need to stop with this nonsense. Let me just say this right now because we've support, you know, the people that are against the lockdown are the same people who had the police's back during the hardest time of their lives. Okay. Like never has America turned against the police more than they did last June. Okay. And right. the people that are against lockdowns are the same people who had their backs. And like, for instance, over the weekend, the Cohasset police decided to go on Facebook and brag that they busted up a party with 20 kids underage drinking. And the parents were home, by the way, allowing this to happen. Now, normally, the big story there would be, why are parents allowing underage drinking in their house? That seems problematic. Nope, that's not the story. The story was, Jerry, they weren't wearing masks. And now, as a result, the public schools are going to have to close because 20 kids at a party. You're basically making these 20 kids who did nothing wrong except being kids. Like, let's be honest. They went to a party. That's what high school kids do. And now you've basically put them on a pedestal and say, go, villainize them. They're the bad guys. They're spreading disease. They're killing your grandma. It's so irresponsible. Shame on the police for participating in any of this. How are you supposed to drink with a mask on? Underage drink. You know, how does that work? You got to like use. Well, Gary, if you know by now from the dining restaurant rules, if you take the mask off to drink or eat, you cannot spread the virus. That's right. That's what uh, Newt Gavin Newsom insisted in California. You have to put the mask on between bites of your Thanksgiving meal with your three friends as you sit social distanced apart uh, and, uh, uh, we knew this a while ago. They're coming for Christmas. Uh, you know, Jake Tapper, uh, I believe is Jewish, by the way. What does he care if, if they don't have Christmas? Fauci goes right along with it. says, no, nope, we got to do Get rid of Christmas. They love it. They love it. And here's the problem is in when I was thinking that, that you know, Biden, once Biden was, once the, the goal was achieved and Trump was beaten, they would just move on. But Biden is one of those people and certainly Kamala, that just love the control. They can't wait to have the control. You see him riding his bike with his mask on again. I mean, you just look, you look like an idiot when you ride a bike with a mask on. Can we just be it's honest? It's performative. They're only doing it because the camera's around. That's it. Right. And you'll see, he'll get caught because he's so scatterbrained. He'll get caught, you know, many times without a mask or without social. And you really think Biden's going to go cold turkey and stop sniffing hair? I mean, he can't. No. No, no way. Chance. Probably doing it already. I mean, that's, it is going to be comical to see him in the White House. That's the only. I'm, I'm coming. Around. I'm not coming. Around. I shouldn't say I'm coming around. It's still heartbreaking to think yeah. that the country wants to embrace, you know, this far left cabal, which they're going, which we're doing. By the way, Biden's just a figurehead. We've been through this. Kamala's really the president elect, and you know, Bernie and Liz and AOC, they're all going to have a big role in the next administration. It breaks my heart that the country embraced this these kind of radicals and didn't appreciate the policies of Donald Trump. They let themselves, 
get caught up in the tweets and the, you know, and the dumb things he says, and then they ignored the accomplishments, which were many. And, and, and they, and they bought into the lies. Like he, he killed 200,000 people, which mm-hmm. was the lie that Biden uh, told in the media repeated, which was never fact checked by the way, when CNN would repeat uh, that, CNN dedicated them, their whole network was dedicated yeah. to that lie. I mean, how many experts came experts came on CNN and said things like, well, if we had masks, then 50,000 people would have lived. If he had just done masks. where was the evidence? Where was the fact? Where's Daniel Dale to fact check that one? Where was the little Good notification to clear along the bottom saying this is unverified information. There's no evidence of that whatsoever. That's a good question. And to me, that's should have been the most outrageous thing. And it, you're right. If it was the other way around, if, you know, this happened under Obama, they would never allow someone to say Bi- Obama killed 240,000 people. I mean, Biden flat out said it was like the day before the last debate. And he said, those 200,000 people, they'd be alive today if it weren't for Donald Trump. I'm like, yeah, where was what? the evidence for that? Where's what the about the hundreds of thousands in you know Europe and Asia and Mexico and Brazil? Did he kill them too, you idiot? I mean, it's just it was so outrageous and over the top. But that you know it was, they were all in it together. The goal was defeat Trump, accuse him of murdering two hundred thousand people. When we all know that many, many more would have died under a President Biden or a President Hillary. Many more would have died. You know, they made Fauci was making the predictions of two million at one point which was just pulled out of a hat by this, you know, TV personality. Uh, but uh, it, the, to me, the the one thing that's going to, uh, is never going to stop, you know, annoying me, I got to admit, is just the corruption of the media. If you watch the coverage of this MAGA rally in D.C., and I understand, they, you know, these these are, these people, they hate America, they hate Trump, they hate MAGA, and, and they are, you know, thrilled that their guy got elected, and they will sit there and, and, apologize or ignore Antifa and Black Lives Matter and say, don't believe your lying eyes. You know, this is a problem. Uh, this is, was the Proud Boys or these white supremacists. And they just lie every time there's these clashes. I mean, I saw a headline in the Boston Globe this morning that said, uh, I forget the number, dozens of arrests at Trump rally. That's the headline at the Trump rally. The Trump people were well behaved as always. They don't, they're not violent. They love America. Do you see the no. one? The, they, poor boys, the, the poor boys were there. The, the poor boys. Uh, well, good. Somebody's got to fight back when these Antifa scum start, you know, start fighting. And no, there's a great fight. Ideas can't fight, Jerry. What are you talking there's about? A couple of great videos. One where all the MAGA people start singing the national anthem. Antifa were like throwing stuff at them and screaming at them. So all the Trump, the MAGA people just started singing the national anthem. That was beautiful. But even better, and this was part of the lie, was a woman, an Antifa woman, which is, I'm, I'm making quotation fingers because you can never tell with these Antifa uh, people. If you've seen the mugshots, there are just some screw, crazy looking individuals. Yeah. Uh, all, often very confusing. You can't even match the names with the faces. And they all look like, you ever see the faces of meth when you have the before and after from meth addicts? Have you ever yes. seen that? They they look like, yeah. These all yeah. look like the after photos in the faces of meth. Yeah. Yes. And, and I, way after. Speaking of a couple of, from uh, of a couple of handsome guys like you and me, we can we can do that. We can ridicule their appearances. But so there's a video of a Antifa woman who got knocked out, and she's right out out cold in the street. And initially, when you saw the 
picture. I saw a few tweets saying, oh, this was what MAGA did. They hit a woman. This is what these MAGA dirtbags did. They beat up a woman or Proud Boys. I don't forget who they blamed it on. A few hours later comes the video from, I forget who, Andy No or you know, Elijah Shape, one of these, the last yeah. of the real reporters in America, Drew, Fern- Drew Hernandez. There's a, there's a handful of reporters left in America, and they all kind of work for themselves. They carry a cell phone, and they go to they these things. And they, yeah, right, right, right. So they find out later there's a video, and um, I'm sure you can find it, Dave, but he, uh, the Antifa chick has a knife, and she's waving it at them, and the guy knocks her out. It's beautiful, but they it's start yelling, blade, blade, everyone, and she's literally got a knife, and she's holding it up, and he just knocks her out cold as, and it's and it's a wonderful thing. That's that's what I would call street justice. Literally, she's gone out on the street. I think is that a bike helmet he hits her with, and he just knocks her out. And the, the and so you have you hate the, to see it. You hate to see cops, it. The cops come to uh, check on her and and give her aid. This this you know defund the cops militant radical Antifa dirtbag is waving a knife around and she gets knocked out. And as usual, the media lies about it and said this was a a MAGA guy who knocked a woman out, a woman who's got a blade and he's and she's waving it in his face and he just boom knocks her out and that was a little bit of street justice but it was i mean there was dozens of video of 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 mega people and you know as as we talked about before we started recording some of them brought their kids uh which yeah leave your kids let's be honest you're you're going in where anytime you gather and you have the red hat and a Trump flag or an American flag, and you do something as provocative as, you know, sing the national anthem, you're inviting these Biden supporters, these Antifa people, these BLM people to attack you. That's how it works. I'm sorry, but they're, they're, they're violent. And I I took a lot of shit for this weekend, Jerry, for saying the same thing because congressional candidate Rayla Campbell was down there with her kids and the video actually went viral on the daily caller of her, you know, it looks essentially being attacked, her family being attacked what it looks like being attacked by these Antifa scum, whatever. And don't get me wrong, Antifa are scum, but they are the constant that's out there that you have to know is out there. And whether or not they're scum or not, nobody's debating that, but they are there. And don't bring your kids to that. That's like saying that, well, well, me in 1862 would say, well, I can't take my kid to Gettysburg on a nice <laughs> Saturday afternoon without getting shot by a Confederate. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Leave your kids at home. They don't what? like Donald Trump. They don't understand the concept of Donald Trump. They just like you and they want to please you, but it's really not about you. So please just leave your kids at home. That's all. Right. It's like when they you see them be kids at a pro, uh, you know, pro-choice rally and right. there'll be some like, you know, eight-year-old girl saying, I, you know, my body, my choice or something. I'll be like, what, what, why is a kid involved in this? Kids shouldn't be even taught what abortion is at that age. Forget it. Forget out there protesting in support of it. But I would say this, you could do it during the day. You're probably not going to have much of a problem, but when it's at night and you saw some of the video 
of families being attacked by these Biden supporters uh, with their black hoodies and their masks. Um, here's the problem is they're, they've been emboldened. Their guy won. They, you know, their guy that the president-elect denies they even exist. So they're, they're, they're emboldened. They're going to continue to attack any, anyone who's, you know, got an American flag or supports uh, Donald Trump in any way. Uh, they're 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 not going away. BLM's not going away. They went. BLM has over a billion dollars in the bank. They have like one point six billion dollars. No one knows where it is or how it's going to be used. But that's we we talk about the Lincoln Project. There's no better grift in history than BLM. They label the beginning with the label and then using intimidation and and blackmail to get people, corporations and celebrities to just give them money. And you don't know why there's no, they don't have any office. They don't have any, you know, official staff. They don't have any like CEO. Who's the CEO of Black Lives Matter? (laughs) One of those three Marxist women who founded BLM and said, you know, we are Marxists and, you know, all these Apple and, you know, Twitter and every, you know, every Microsoft send them, send them millions. The CEO of Black Lives Matter should be a billionaire, Jerry, because it is a cash Cow, they deserve to be. I mean, they yeah. earned it. Quite frankly, their marketing is fantastic. They got literally everybody to buy into it. They should be rich. If they're if they're a Marxist, it's like a, it's a damn shame of a grifter. But I'm sure they're they're not actually Marxists. They should be. Yeah, they were. You know, back in the yeah. day. But now that they've come up with this scam, and it's just it's brilliant. I give them credit. Oh, by, by the way, uh, one of our uh, commenters on Facebook Live points out the family, the the mother. Might have been a father too. The mother that dressed her kids up like Ruth Bader Ginsburg with that yeah. doily thing. Oh and yeah, one. I think one was a boy, one was a girl, and they were mm-hmm. out on the street like when she died as some kind of procession. Yeah, I did a blog about it. That they were down in. Um, it was for the women's march. Oh, it was the women's march right? Yeah. And they were dressed. She dressed a, a little boy like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. No, now no, the boy is- was dressed as John Lewis. The girl was dressed as RBG. And I wrote a blog crapping on the mom for that because she went around pimping her kids out. And if I'm gonna, if we're gonna be consistent, we have to call this both ways. I'd also like to talk about consistency. Four years ago, Jerry, we were mocking people that are doing what the MAGA people are doing right now. We are mocking leftists who could not accept the fact that Donald Trump was going to be their president in two months. So they were literally having gigantic rallies, like telling electoral college, you don't actually have to vote this way. Faithless electors. Remember all the things Democrats were talking about to delay the inevitable and Republicans are doing the exact same thing right now. Well, it's not. Well, there's a couple of differences. One, uh, there was, there is election fraud. There is voter fraud. We know it. There's just, I don't believe enough of it to swing a state. I, I love again on our on our media, our, our utterly corrupt media. Uh, Tucker Carlson, you and I talked about this last week. Had a list of dead people who voted in Pennsylvania. That's uh, good. You know, dead people vote, and and as always, they vote for Democrats. Dead people never vote for Republicans. Funny how that works. But he had a list, and I'd say dozens, maybe hundreds of people. Uh, who died. Some died in like the 1800s and they're still voting. Um, and what did the mainstream media, they checked into it and they found one woman who uh, was still alive. He, he thought it was her husband, but she late calls herself by his name, you know, like Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Turtle boy, you know, th- she uses that and she's alive and she voted legally. So the media found out about, that. Oh, Tucker Carlson was wrong. This person is not dead. This person's alive. This is the kind of you know, misleading reporting you get from the right. And I'm reading that. And I'm going, wait a second. He said there were like 100 dead people. He gave the names of 100 dead people. 
Their focus is on the one who's still alive instead of the 99 who are actually dead and voted. So they don't want to cover the voter fraud. They don't want to give it any any light, any any uh, oxygen at all. When, but we know you and I know that the, that the, the these cities, you know, Philadelphia and Detroit and Atlanta, there was rampant voter fraud. Most of it through, uh, you know, mail-in balloting when people that didn't live there or didn't exist or died or whatever, and they filled it out, and put it in the mail, and and that's. I mean, how many votes happened? did you lose by in Pennsylvania? Uh, I don't know the official number, but Rudy Giuliani said this morning that they identified 632,000 fraudulent ballots. Yeah, Rudy Giuliani is doing a lot of talking these days. Not much showing, okay? And I'm, and I'm, things aren't going well in court. I don't know if people are aware of this. Or they're well, falling so, what? House. so what? I mean, you, I love this idea that he's supposed to give up. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking to the, about the people out there that are still telling me, like, oh, it's not over yet. Oh, we got. Oh, trust me, this is getting thrown out. Rudy's got, Rudy's going to come through. He has 600,000 examples of, no, he doesn't, guys. He doesn't. He's full of shit. He's lying to you. He's jerking you along. Stop it. You look ridiculous. Well, I mean, you've, saw, you've seen uh, Kaylee McNamara, McEnany with the uh, 230 sworn affidavits. People uh, under penalty of perjury, have seen and and witnessed voter fraud. Um, that's not enough to swing the state. I'm not saying it is. He's not going to win. But why would you blame Trump for after all they did to him for pursuing every legal recourse possible? Why yeah, I don't blame Donald Trump for doing everything in his legal power. I wouldn't concede either if I was him right now. I would do this. To the link, but there's my point is there's actually people out there. Like when I talked to Rayla this weekend, it's like they are convinced, Jerry, that this thing's getting overturned. And you got and I'm not like a Biden person at all. I hate Joe Biden, but I'm a realist, and he's going to be the president. And it is what it is. The more you say things like, Oh, it's gonna get overturned. I, well, Rudy's got all these documents. No. No, no, he's just teasing you. This is all entertainment. Joe Biden's going to be the president. So they're just setting you up. So at the end of the day, when Donald Trump doesn't win, he can just go out saying fraud, fraud, and we can say fraud for the next four years and talk about how unfair this is. But it is going to happen. So oh, just uh, Yes. I, okay, then we agree. I, I mean, I think that there was massive fraud, widespread fraud. We know it. We've seen it. We've heard it. It's not going to matter in the end. I think, uh, you know, this election, this this new president, you know, as as uh, is tainted, has an asterisk and, and deserves it. Um, but the idea that Trump sees all this, sees all dead people voting and sees the, you know, the the fraud with the mail in voting and, and is supposed to say, yeah, what the heck? You know, we gave it our best shot. We're moving on now. Of course, he's going to pursue every legal avenue he can. And I don't blame him. And it's not going to not going to work. All right, today's episode brought to you by Flagship Wealth. Back again in studio, Dave McDonough. Dave, wild week. We got vaccine news, stimulus news, post-election news. What went on in the market? Well, Dave, we ended last week with the best post-election rally in history. You know, a lot of people asking me, why, Dave? Why is that happening? Well, Washington will have gridlock. You won't have an extreme on one side or the other, and Wall Street loves that news. Well, it's Monday. What's go- well, give me a little preview. What's what's ahead for us? Well, again, we're going to talk about the stimulus, which is needed, by the way. The vaccine is phenomenal news, but we're looking at getting a mass distribution of that vaccine late spring, early summer. The economy and, quite frankly, the, the populace need a bridge between here and there and that stimulus. Will that happen in a lame duck Congress and a lame duck presidency? We doubt it, but it's certainly needed. Well, you just gave us a little update on the market. People can get that each 
each and every week directly to your inbox. Go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement, flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Dave, you put it in written, video, blog form, all the good stuff. Go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Dave, thanks for joining me. And my pleasure. We'll see you next week. As always, securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. Last night, uh, you know, after the football game, the afternoon game, on comes Obama for his usual when he uh, no foot massage from uh, Scott Pelley, sixty minutes, and he, you know he's promoting another book about himself. His third book, by the way, all he does is write about himself. Somebody writes these books for him, and they're already saying how brilliant this book is. Seven hundred and fifty pages of more uh, love, uh, you know, love of Obama by Obama, the world's biggest narcissist. Could you imagine if you had a chance to sit down with Obama and interview him right now, how many good questions you would have about what he did four years ago right now? Obama was a lame lame duck, and he coordinated with Biden and many others to uh, undermine Trump, the incoming Trump administration, to taint them. And it's they succeeded. They, you know, with their friends in the media, we got the Russian hoax, right? We got this every night on every news channel except Fox you got stories about him being a Putin puppet and the Russian interference and Russia helped get I mean, it was all one big lie or uh, contrived by, conceived by Hillary and spread by Obama. That guy sat down last night with 60 Minutes and they talked about how, 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 how Trump is undermining democracy and how the rest of the world's looking at us and saying this, oh, look at this fascist dictator. As, as I tweeted and retweeted last night, uh, Barack Obama wiretapped 20 reporters at the Associated Press. He wiretapped James Rosen from Fox parents. I mean, he used the IRS to go after his enemies. I mean, he was, you want to talk about, you know, authoritarians and dictators and fascists. He was much, much worse than Donald Trump. Hell, Donald Trump can't even get the police in Washington, D.C. to arrest people who are beating up you know, MAGA families. He's too busy tweeting about how we won, Jerry. He's very, you know, it's like, but that, this has been the weakness of Donald. I mean, this is what's happening right now in the streets and is basically a summation of a lot of the, I mean, I think Trump was a great president. I thought he did a lot of great things. I'm going to miss him a lot. But at the end of the day, he didn't use his power in the ways that the media is making him seem. He should have. He, wait till we get that guy. Then things are going to get really bad for the Democrats. Then things are going to get really fun for us. Yes. And I think, uh, as I've said many times, you know, eight years ago, no, that'd be yeah, eight years ago, I was really bummed out this this time eight years ago because I was really rooting for Mitt Romney. I didn't realize what a friggin weasel he was at the time. I liked him. You know, personally, I liked him. I thought he would have been a good president. I was wrong. We got because Mitt blew it and lost and didn't fight. Uh, you know, he, as someone, uh, many people have said, he fights harder against his own guys, his own Republicans, than he did against Obama. You know, just like like McCain, they were good little, uh, you know, uh, foils, and they rolled over and let Obama uh, beat them. Anyway, well, it's a good thing Mitt lost. First of all, you know, he he would have sucked, and secondly, we wouldn't have gotten this Trump era, this disruption, this this great reawakening. And I think you're right. I think it sucks right now that this. Bumbling, you know, senile old man is actually going to ascend to the, the throne. But we'll have some laughs. We'll, you know, watching him and Kamala and 
four years from now, don't you get, doesn't it feel like he's, he's a lame duck already. He hasn't even taken office and he's already a lame duck. She's just a terrible candidate, a terrible personality. Yeah, four years from now, whether, rejected her. <laughs> that's true. Right. Anyway, black voters like Liz Warren more than they liked her. And yet, and, then, and we keep hearing about how she's the first black female president and blah, blah, blah. Is it really something to celebrate if going into it, the requirements were you must be black and female? All she did was beat out a handful of other right. black female people. And that's, she did, like literally when you eliminate all the white and male competition, it's a little bit easier to become whatever you're trying to become. And, and when you get past the president, which is hard to do, this was a huge uh, victory for Republicans. I mean, you see on the pickup, what is the latest in the House? 12. Up 10, 12. New York all, City, they got one to Staten Island, Jerry. We got a Staten Island Republican Congresswoman. They, they picked up 12 seats and every single, they didn't lose any incumbents, no Republican incumbents lost. And they picked up 12 seats and every single one of them is even either a woman, a veteran, or a minority, or some combination of all three. I mean, it's a great, and obviously if, you know, they win, Republicans win Georgia, we hold the Senate. In two years, we take the House back. And in two years, I guess two years plus, there'll be a whatever, Josh Hawley or a Christy Nome or a Tom Cotton. And everyone Ron will, DeSantis. Ron DeSantis, absolutely. Put him on the list. Uh, he, he, the best governor. In the, in, well, wow. I like Christy, Christy Nome. She's good, well, too. But she doesn't run a real state. Like it's, I could be the governor of South Dakota, Jerry. It's not that hard. You just say, do whatever you want. Welcome to South Dakota. That's it. I mean, I get, it, with the governor of Florida, you, it's one of the biggest states in the country. It's actually complicated. She's she's cuter than you, though. She's very telegenic. Absolutely. Yeah, Florida, yeah. what he did was amazing. And you contrast it with Andrew Cuomo, who killed tens of thousands of senior citizens with his, you know, with his policies, literally with his order to send people in nursing homes. And you say the place with all the nursing homes and all the elderly did much, much better than New York. Anyway, whoever it is. And I like all the above. There'll be so much momentum behind them after this experiment with, with Biden and, and Kamala just goes sideways, and it will, uh, because, you know, let's be honest, uh, they're going to lock us down. They're going to lock us down. And that might be day one where Fauci and, and Ezekiel Emanuel and that other idiot Osterholm and Fauci all get together and say, you know, what's the big deal? So we lock it. So you put you know, hundreds of thousands of businesses out of business. So kids go backwards in school. So what? We got control. Let's lock it down. And that is going to backfire like nothing has ever backfired. There's no tolerance for that. The only people who don't dread the thought of that are just hacks and bureaucrats like Fauci, right. who don't ever lose a paycheck. Don't you lose know a paycheck. going to turn against Joe Biden, Jerry, is the AOC wing of the party. They're not going to like this. I know you, we've said that like he, he's this Trojan horse. He's going to bring in socialists. All of his alleged you know, appointments that are going to come in, he's literally just bringing the swamp back in. Everybody he's talking about bringing in is a D.C. bureaucrat who's been around since the beginning of time who wants to let big tech just run wild all over us. They're not talking about progressive things. I mean, these are they're going to be very disappointed. There's going to be more war. I mean, you're going to be they're going to be crying for Donald Trump. Throughout the Bush years, they were like, why Why are we fighting all these wars? America's interventionist. Then Donald Trump becomes president. And it's like, okay, I'm pulling the troops out of Syria. But the Kurds, 
the Kurds. Are they still around? Are they still think they don't get wiped out or what? I never found out. Did you see uh, the day after the election, Biden said he talked to world leaders and we're back in the game. I told him we're back in the game. The game. This guy's talking about you know sending troops. You know he will. There'll be endless wars. There'll be pointless uh, uh, skirmishes in the Middle East and we'll lose good, great American uh, guy, men and women. And Biden will say, you know, it was important. We had to protect, you know, whoever, Yemen or something, you know, and you'll go, what? We had to be in Syria. We had to be in wherever, uh, you know, Somalia or somewhere. And you'll go, what? why? Why? I think Biden, I think that's one of the great things Trump did was say, we don't have to be in these places. And we found out that, uh, you know, the, the military industrial complex has been defying his orders. He has two months to just say, I'm commander in chief, every, uh, everyone out of Afghanistan and and make it clear, go right to the public, go right to the American people and say, we're coming home. You should have done it, you know, a few weeks ago, but make it clear that you're, we're done in Afghanistan. And if they're going to defy your orders, call them out. That has to happen. Uh, we got to get to some sports here. Some it's a big sports weekend. Uh, Aiden, I know you were excited to watch the, uh, the masters, which was, oh, it was okay. It was different watching the masters without fans without noise. I'm sorry, not fans. You're not allowed to call them fans. Without noise? They can't make noise in the first place, Jerry. That's what makes golf a fake sport. Well, just no. Golf, uh, you can say what you want about golf. Don't be dumping on the Masters. It's a great TV event. The Masters themselves, the membership, only allows two commercials, or is it four commercial, four minutes an hour. Unlike other tournaments, unlike other sporting events, you don't have a commercial every five minutes. It's just like you can't stop watching because – there is no, very few interruptions, but we'll get to that. We'll get to uh, a crazy day in the NFL as well. But uh, first, let me tell you about is this is something you can do before uh, before winter. You can call Shake Concrete and you can improve your home. How do you do that? With one of their uh, many, many uh, choices of precast concrete steps. This is for you homeowners and home builders. Shake Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home, you're a builder, or you want to replace the old stairs in your old home, Shea has great values with designs for any home. These steps are available in concrete. You can customize with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up to your new front steps within hours. You can get this done before winter, and you don't have to do anything. You just pick out your steps. They get rid of the old ones. They bring in the new ones, and boom, like that, your house is worth more. Your house looks better. It's the simplest home improvement project you can do. All you got to do is call Shake Concrete, or you can uh, log on to shakeconcrete.com, and you can learn all about Shea's precast concrete steps. All right, there was um, – I, I, you know, got in my usual master's trance. Watching the master's is hypnotic, and it was – it was interesting in a cup for a couple of reasons. You know, Dustin Johnson won. He's the best player. He was the favorite. Not a lot of uh, drama yesterday. Had a big lead, held on to it. There was, uh, you know, a few guys that played unbelievable, like this this Australian Cameron Smith and this guy from Korea, Im, who could speak English with his caddy. You could see him play, but he couldn't speak English to the media, needed a translator. But he's only 21, kind of goofy looking. He's going to be around. Those weren't really riveting stories tiger woods in his 
in his own inimitable way, stole the show, in my opinion, from Dustin. Even though Dustin Johnson's brother was scatty and they were crying, and even though the lovely Paulina Gretzky ran out on the green and looked as, as uh, sultry as ever. She's an attractive woman. That was all well and good. But you know what Tiger did on the 12th hole? A par three, by the way, which I've never understood in my whole life why it's so hard. It doesn't shouldn't be that hard. It's 100 and whatever, 150 yards. Uh, but it is. It's hard. It's got water. The ball rolls off, goes in the water. It's got traps. It's got some 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 woods, some bushes. Some, and these guys just find ways to get in trouble on this hole. Yesterday, Tiger Woods was cruising along, and they go to him, you know, on the 12th tee. Makes a swing. I don't know what he was using, eight iron or something. Look good. Ball hits the green, rolls back into the water. That's tough break, but you go to the drop zone. <laughs> Again, hits the green, back into the water. I'm going, wait a second. Again, it's the on, into a trap, a sand trap is a real awkward stance. Boom, over the green, into the water. And now it's like a uh, tin cup. You're saying, wait a second, one in the water, two out, three in. I'm saying, this is a big number. He uh, stays in the trap, gets up on the green, I think two putts for, you know what he did? You know what he shot on the hole, Aiden? I know you're uh, waiting. Nine? The nine? That would be a 10, which I didn't know what that was. It's a septuple bogey. A septuple, <laughs> septuple bogey. Bogey. This is the first double-digit hole of Tiger's career. Which Why not just overshoot it if you're going to do that? I mean, I, what's beyond the 12th hole? Is there, is there trees over there? There's some trees and there's some traps and some bushes, but that's what he, you know, did when he went in the trap. But if he started off in the trap, he would have got a bogey and, you know, he would have ended up, I mean, he shot a 10, that's seven over par and shot a 76. So if he pars that hole, he shoots a 69. <laughs> but here's, here's the most unbelievable factoid I read about this. Tiger has played 23,789 holes in his career. 23,789. He's never shot a 10. Never had a 10 on a par five or anything. He's never had a 10. This was on a par three that he's played a thousand times. He's won the Masters. What is it, four times or five times? Yeah, I I think it's at least four. It's at least should be mini golf rules. Like once you get to a certain number, you just don't go above it. Well, there is, you know, regular people, you don't do that. You just pick up or you get your triple bogey and move on. If you're just a regular person, but this is kind of a big deal. It's the Masters. And it was so unbelievable to watch. But here's the best part, Aiden. I know you were busy making your big plans for Thanksgiving, having, uh, you know, whatever it is, 40, 50 people come to your house without masks. Um, The next six holes would be the rest of the tournament, the the final six holes of the tournament. He he birdied five of them. Everybody was tweeting when he got his septuple bogey. He's just like us. That yes. was tweeted by a hundred people. He's just like us. Well, you know why he's not like us? Forget the fact that he's the greatest golfer ever. Because we could all get a 10, and we probably would get a 10, but I would be ruined after that. You know, a normal person, you're you're a basket case after that. You the next Believe, hole you get I'd snap the club over my knee. Yeah, I'd be out of that. Stagger in. But why? It's, it's just, just it's golfing. It's something to it do. It just rattles head. you. It rattles you when you have a hole that bad. He turns around and birdies five of the next six for to finish with a 76 uh what do you, i should have the leaderboard in front of me and tell you exactly where he finished 
Well, it means so right. much money. To, you know what I mean? It's such a, you can make a, a huge payday. So I guess when we go out there, it just screws up our entire, you know, because that's the only thing we'll remember of the day. So we don't really give a shit at that point. He, he's going to remember how much money he made at the end of the day. You know? Yeah, how, many, how, many, how much money did those 10 strokes cost them? That's part of our sport. You know, I was saying in there earlier, it, uh, the sport is awfully lonely sometimes. You know, that's, uh, you have to fight it. No, no one's going to bring you off, off the mound and are calling a sub. You have to fight through it, and that's what makes this this game so unique. Um, it's so difficult mentally, and we've all we've all been there. Unfortunately, um, unfortunately, I've been there and just had to turn around and uh, figure out the next shot. And I was able to do that coming home. He uh, he has to stay on, stick around. Part of the ceremony is the, the the defending champ sits there with his green jacket. And slips the green jacket off the new ch- onto the new champ, so he has to stick around, listen to the low amateur, listen to the guy from uh, Augusta, the chairman of Augusta, talk, and then and Jim Nance, and then he has to slip um, a jacket onto Dustin Johnson, so he can't leave, and he has to talk about what he, um, uh, you know, what he did to everybody. Because let's be honest, if you were a columnist or you know, a reporter. Tiger's 10 is much more interesting than anything Dustin Johnson did. And I know his brother was his caddy and he cried, which the network loved. But so what? This was much, much more interesting watching Tiger have the worst hole of his career. I actually thought, um, I thought, what's his name's moment there? I don't know if you saw John Rahm who hit two duffs in a row, but he duffed the shot and then he hit one into the tree. That was way more relatable because that was just like, that was pure. That, that camera was the camera was in the perfect spot for that. Yeah. You're right behind him, and he just hits this hooking, uh, you know, what a fairway would into the crap. And right then, he was done. He was, you know, kind of contending, and he was one of the favorites. Yep. And uh, he was all done uh, after that. But it was fat. T- Tiger could do anything. Tiger could clip his toenails, and it's more interesting than just about any other player in just about any other sport. Uh, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like Tom Brady, who. You know, you, you you can watch him do anything. And it, it, Tom Brady sucking is more interesting than other guys playing well. You know what I mean? Because you get to see oh, the greatest yeah. ever and you get to see, you know, wonder, is this how it's over? Well, he didn't suck yesterday. He, after having the worst game ever, he came back strong. And you know what? You know what he did yesterday in winning? You know what makes this game notable? They beat Carolina 46-23, scored like a million points in the second half. Did you hear this factoid? And I, and it just blows my mind. That's the first time in NFL history a game ended 46-23. First time, huh? That's the 1,060th unique score. I had no idea. It's very interesting. I, we cool. should have like a mathematician on to enlighten us on the 1,060 unique scores in the history of the NFL. That's mind-boggling. Cool story, bro. You know, you know, I tell you what. I, I need to see video of Lamar Jackson – last year winning the MVP because the guy I watched last night in Foxborough, that's the MVP, the defending yeah. MVP. I knew they were going to win this game, Jerry. I called it the other night in the live show. People didn't believe me. This is not your father's Ravens team. This is not that good of a team. They got, no. I mean, their two losses are to the two best teams in the NFL prior to this, the Steelers, who really aren't that good, and the, uh, the, the Chiefs. But the Chiefs murdered them, murdered them. This is not that good of a team. Lamar Jackson – He's already peaked. We've already seen peak Lamar Jackson. It's all downhill from here. He can't throw. Uh, 
he can run, obviously, but that's going to fade eventually. And he's not like a big, like Cam Newton's like a tank when he runs. Like Lamar Jackson is very vulnerable. He's like a Impala out there. Like eventually he's going to get snatched up by a lion and it's not going to be pretty. Um, I, I, he's a good runner, dangerous runner, but, and, but he looked like he was indecisive all night. And I guess you give credit to the Patriot defense. And did you ever see like guys open? Like he doesn't have guys who get open. He doesn't have wide receivers who have any separation, which makes him kind of like the Patriot wide receivers. I mean, um, Cam Newton won the game, but he completed 13 passes. He didn't do anything. The best pass all night was thrown by a wide receiver. Jacoby Myers, uh, you know, threw a touchdown pass, and he and and you know the network was ready with the video of him in in high school throwing passes. He has good form. He looks like a a, a he was a good quarterback, but I I couldn't believe this watching this Ravens team. They are undefeated. They were undefeated on the road. They've won ten straight on the road by an average of sixteen points a game. Okay. On the road, on the road this year doesn't mean that. That's much a good trade. point, but still, that team last night is was thought to be a Super Bowl contender. It, they, they, I yeah. mean, that and you, you said that you said that everybody that. else. It's the Chiefs and everybody else in the AFC. We're just as competitive as any other team. Like we should have beaten. You look back, like we've become one of those franchises now. I know what it's like to be an. A, a fan of any other team now because you're looking back at all the games you could have won and there's three that stick out seattle they should have won buffalo they should have won and denver sucks did you see them yesterday against the raiders they yes, suck they suck inexcusable so to the denver broncos they should be right now seven and three or no no seven and two apologize who the Patriots they, should be seven and two. The only loss is they couldn't beat the Kansas City Chiefs if Cam has Corona. And the other, what was the other one that uh, the 49ers, we just got murdered. Well, oh, you know, a week ago, people were talking about, you know, tanking for Trevor and getting a top pick and getting a quarterback, which, too good. you know, was always, which was always ridiculous. They still, they still have the Jets one more time. They have the Texans. Uh, and again, on the road, but I mean, on the road doesn't matter. You're right. But they have the tech, they have some uh, beatable teams, you know, be, uh, winnable games. I don't know. Uh, they're adding two playoff teams. What does that mean? Uh, what do you have to win to make? They're, the playoff? Go, they're definitely going eight. They're going to go eight. They decided that. I don't know. I don't. Know. So I, think, yeah, I mean, it's it's a good year to have an extended playoff for us because, I mean, I was looking at the the standings the other day. It's like six and there's like eight or nine teams with a record of five and three or better, and then a lot of them won this weekend. The Browns won this weekend. The Colts won this weekend. The the Raiders won this weekend. The the Dolphins won this weekend. So these teams are all six and three. So every time we're still like two games out of it, I believe. But anything like we get to play the Dolphins again. And we've beaten the Dolphins and the Raiders. Both they both they're all six and two without the Patriots on their schedule. So this is not like a shitty team. And back back where a few weeks ago we we're like, do we do we replace Cam? The answer is no. The answer is no because he's still Cam Newton. He can still lead you to wins that Jared Stidham, obviously you're just waving the white flag with. No, you can That was never a possibility. There was no way Cam Newton was going to be a backup. I mean, if you did replace him, you would cut him, just let cut him loose. Uh, if Stidham had any promise, but he doesn't, they're going to be drafting a guy and you know, they're going to, they're ruining the chances to get, you know, a top five pick every week, but that was always going to happen. You know, Belichick would find ways to win games and, uh, and, you know, go whatever 500, uh, and uh, any any will. I mean, they're not going to win a Super Bowl, but they're they're what four and five now. They'll go they five. 
they'll go 500. Yeah, um, I mean, and and here, I'm watching every week. I watch and wonder if if it's finally over. They're running the division. Clearly, it felt that way. You know, like 24 hours ago when the Patriots were three and five and the uh, Bills were whatever they are. And the Bills had the game won, and they lost on the wildest, greatest, coolest, you know, uh, uh, Hail Mary. We call that a Hail Murray now, uh, Turtle Boy. It's a Hail Hail Murray. And I've watched this like six times, and I blame the defense. I blame the defense. I think it's Tredavious White who tries to catch the ball. This drives me nuts whenever I see guys do this. You see them do it at the end of the half. They want the pick. One Poyer comes in and jumps over it and tried to grab it, tried to get all flashy. She went yeah. right by his hands. If they all were thinking about knocking the ball down, one of those three Buffalo defenders would have knocked it down. But they want the pick, even though it's the game's over, even though it, it would mean nothing. Uh, they want the pick. They want it, you know, to pad their stats. They're not thinking, let's just knock it down. They're thinking it's a Hail Mary. It's not going to you know, be complete. We're not going to lose the game. Um, and um, they went after the ball, and of course, the best you know, and if the best receiver in the NFL is right there with him, and he makes the catch. And you know, he and give him credit; he makes the catch. But they blew it, as often is often the case with the uh, hail marys when they work. It's some stupid defender who just doesn't want to knock the ball down. And I'd say that that's what Buffalo deal, and that's what that's what loser franchises do. Do we still consider Buffalo a loser franchise until they prove us otherwise? I mean, I don't know if that's what loser franchises do, Jerry. Keep in yes, mind, we lost the game to the Dolphins because we put Gronk in at free safety. So I wouldn't call all losers, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't that's right. go there. <laughs> well, it so, seemed like a good idea at the time. Oh, it seemed like a great idea putting Gronk at free safety. Great idea. Sure. The, the, the Bills are seven and three. So they have a uh, two, three, two and a half game lead on the uh, Patriots. Patriots have a two game winning streak. So, uh, I mean, they could the Dolphins catch have won how many in a row? Five? Dolphins have won five in a row. They're six and three. Flores is your coach of the year. It seemed like only a few days ago that we were feeling sad for Ryan Fitzpatrick because he got benched yeah. for Tua, which, I mean, just made me laugh because what's the difference? If you bench him for two, if Tua takes over in week, whatever he took in week, uh, what would that have been like week four or five or week eight or 10? I mean, he was going to take over eventually. I'm going to guess Brian Flores had seen enough at practice to think this guy's good. Let's get him in there. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, he, he was like literally weeping. He was crying like Dustin Johnson's brother. And I'm saying they, you know, they, they used to, Top five pick in the draft for the kid. Of course, he's got to play over you, you journeyman. And it's working out okay. It's worked right out now. perfectly. Like Brian Flores has coached that team perfectly. He, he sat him just for the amount of time. Fitzpatrick did what he did. He went three and three. It couldn't have possibly done a better job coaching that team right now. Uh, the fact that they're six and three, because they're not that. I mean, they have no playmakers, Jerry. Who's their best receiver? I I thought at the beginning, remember the before the first game, they – um. Uh, did a big video. They did the big video about uh, Black Lives Matter and, uh, you know, whatever. It's not enough. The owners have to pay more money for Black Lives Matter. And it just, and Flores was in the video. And I said, that team does not look, that team looks distracted. You know, that team looks like they're all caught up on the social justice crap. And, um, you know, that's not good if you're an NFL team, an NFL coach. But, they and they lost. 
the first. Uh, what did they lose to the Patriots by? We smoked them, didn't we? We we beat yeah. them pretty good. I want to say the first week of the season, twenty-one to eleven. And I said that okay. it's going to be one of those years, but you know, and Ryan Fitzpatrick was the quarterback, but now they have two. Uh, do you ever, when you're watching Red Zone or watching NFL, there's so many good young quarterbacks. There's so many guys, and you say that guy's going to be great for years to come. And then you got, you know, Cam Newton here on a one year deal, and Jared Stidham as a backup. The Patriots, who had the greatest quarterback ever and let him walk, we're, they're kind of missing this party that's going on around the league with all these stud young quarterbacks like like Kyler Murray and, and Tua and ja, uh, uh, Josh Allen. Who's fun to watch? He's fun. He's he's crazy. He, he uh, Josh Allen. You never like it's backyard football. It's it is fun watching him because he's just a tank too. Like you feel and he's going to get hurt. He's going to get hurt. Unfortunately, it's the the nature of the game because he likes contact. You know, he likes to run. Uh, he hangs in the pocket way too long. You know, he lives Danny dangerous. Jones too. Like all quarterbacks, like these white guys can run. I don't know when this started being a thing. White quarterbacks <laughs> can run. Back in my day, white quarterbacks stood there and got sacked. People like John Elway, Tom Brady. <laughs> you know, now it's like the white quarterbacks are all six five, and for some reason, they can all run fast. It's true. They all. I mean, hell, look at the all the great all the quarterbacks can now with Allen and you know and uh, Mahomes. Who doesn't run? Murray. Who's the quarterback that doesn't run? Jared Goff. Uh, like, I guess what's his name Herbert. Um, but he's an athlete. Uh, you're right. Jared Goff stands stands in the pocket. Um, uh, not it. They, other than that, the like Sam Darnold can't probably run. I guess I don't know. I'm uh, just looking at all, all yeah. Philip Rivers, he's still in. He can't uh, run. Yes, that's true. He can't, can't run. run. He's perhaps the worst runner ever. As, as he's also one of the most overrated players of, in NFL history. What the hell is Phil Rivers? People keep talking Hall of Fame with him. What the hell has Phil Rivers ever done ever? Hall of Famer. What has he ever I'm done? Has he ever he made the age? But he's put up Hall of Fame numbers. You know, he passed Dan Marino in uh, whatever it is, yards the other day. Or you could pass Dan Marino in this NFL. It's a different <laughs> league. It's There was a reason I that Dan Marino was so yeah, far ahead of him. All three of those class, the guys who got drafted in the same class, they're all Eli, Roethlisberger, and Rivers are all going to make the Hall of Fame because, yeah, their products, obviously Eli – and Roethlisberger have won Super Bowls, but they're all going to put up these gaudy numbers in the end. And uh, Eli will get in because he's from New York and everyone likes him. That's why he's going to make the Hall of Fame. Roethlisberger obviously is a Hall of Famer, but Rivers is going to have these crazy Hall of Fame numbers when he's done. And he'll have, uh, he'll take, you know, all 12 of his kids and his wife to, to Canton and he will be inducted. People like him too, so they'll vote for him. But. Anyway, we'll do our Hall of Fame, our NFL Hall of Fame talk another day. I know you're into that. Very um, much. By the way, while I obviously uh, Cullinane has, has taken a nap again, so I did this while you were talking. Tiger, if he parred that hole, would have finished 13th. He finished 38th. 38th. He would have yeah, gone from 38 to 13 if he parred that simple little par three. That's a good chunk of money. How much? I don't understand. Like, so, so the Masters isn't owned by the PGA. Like, I, that's something I learned over the weekend. I didn't. I didn't know that they had like no stake in it. You know what I mean? And that's why all the weird shit happens with broadcasters and television, right? Masters controls everything. They they've yeah. had CBS as their partner because they don't hold out for the highest bidder. They just say we're going to do it again with you, CBS. Here are the rules. Um, I saw the most unbelievable factoid. We already know that that you're not like Gary. Uh, 
McCord. It was Gary McCord who said that the the really fast greens were bikini waxed? It was like they were bikini waxed. Mm. He got banned for life from saying that. <laughs> if if you say the back nine instead of the second nine, you get banned as an announcer. And if you say the fans or the crowd instead of the patrons, they will ban you. And I used to hate that. I remember writing columns about all the arrogance of the masters. And uh, and then I learned to appreciate it because, again, not many commercials. And now they get they used to only have like two camera angles in the whole thing. And you never get to see the front nine. Never get to see it. And they came around and now there are cameras everywhere. And it's a great TV event. And it's all controlled by the members of Augusta. And God bless them. They don't have a lot of commercials. They don't have a lot of you know BS. They just uh, have it done the way they want it. And if you don't like it, screw. So I give them credit. But here's the latest. I found this out yesterday. The announcers weren't allowed to say mud ball because it was muddy and wet. And there were a couple of examples where the ball had a little, you could see a little mud on it. There was one with Dustin Johnson where he kept looking at the ball and there was mud on it. And the announcers couldn't call it a mud ball because the, because the masters wouldn't allow it. I'm going, what? But good for them. If, if you know what, if the, uh, if the NFL was like that, they'd be getting a lot less money from the networks, but we'd have a lot fewer uh, commercial breaks and you wouldn't have, uh, you know, these, these endless, uh, you know, timeouts constant. It wouldn't take, you know, a half an hour to play the final minute of a game. More more leagues should be like the Masters. God bless. Can I say this one more time? I think I said this last major. When the guy's going to win the actual tournament, why are we letting him putt out before the next guy is about? He wasn't to? supposed to. I, I'm with you. I mean, it's a little thing, but he only had a six inch putt. He was he should have let the the, the guy the Korean guy M putt and then yeah. finished. But you know what? Dustin Johnson not a real deep thinker. You know. He's like no, it's Kepler. not for him in that moment. You're up by however many shots it was. It's not for That's you. That's why he's so good. He's he doesn't think he's I mean, he's he's a big dumb, you know, yeah. North Carolina boy who's yep. married to uh you know, you know, Wayne Gretzky's daughter, and we think they, you know, they have their fun, or like they used to. He went away for a while and the theory was that he was in some kind of rehab, but it was never I don't think it was ever confirmed. And now when, when in the off season he plays golf with Wayne Gretzky every day, so Gretzky keeps an eye on him. That's how it works. They play every day at, uh, out there in L.A., and 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 Wayne keeps an eye on uh, his son-in-law. But uh, I'm sure they had a hell of a party last night. He's great. He's an unbelievable player, and he's got no flaws. And uh, you know, congratulations to him. But Tiger Tiger overshadowed everything with his with his ten with his septuple bogey. And Turtle Boy is right. We don't get those. People like us, we just pick it up after six or seven shots on a par three. You don't go to 10. You say, pick it up, move on. But it was fun to watch. I enjoyed it. I, I could tell you did too, Turtle Boy. Very much so. I couldn't, I, I didn't watch it once. Did they have to wear masks? Uh, no, they didn't, which is weird because the, there's only a few patrons, the members of Augusta get to go. That was who was watching and cheering, and they all had masks. But like the caddies didn't have masks, the announcers didn't have masks, Jim Nance didn't have a mask. It's so weird. While some places like the NFL, the uh, who is it? The Saints are in big trouble because they had a celebration after they won a game in the locker room without yeah. masks. They yeah. just played for three hours without masks, and they're supposed to mask up to go in the locker room and and like drink a beer and 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 have a few laughs. And they're going to get fined like millions of dollars because they celebrated without a mask. And you watch the games. 
And if a, if a coach takes his mask off for two seconds to say something, he's in trouble. But he's surrounded by players who have no masks. It's so arbitrary and stupid. I don't know how long. You think. Happened. You think. I didn't know. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's almost like this whole, none of this has made sense from the beginning, but let's just keep doing it. Fuck it. I'm telling you, you'll get out, get out and about. Everyone's doing it. Everyone's like fanatical about that it. Means- Somehow there's no proof that it helps. As I keep asking this question and I can't get an answer. Simple question for you, turtle boy. Maybe you can help me. Okay. If, if I have a mask on, why do I care if you have one on or not? Why do I care? Because I have a mask. It's protecting me from your spittle. So why do I care? If I have a mask, why does it matter whether you do? Because, Jerry, it doesn't actually eliminate the chances of getting the virus. It just kind of prevents it a little bit. And wouldn't you want to do anything you could to try to prevent the spread of coronavirus? I mean, when a doctor does surgery, he doesn't make the patient wear a mask. He wears a mask, so he's good. And the patient doesn't. So if I'm in a, whatever, an elevator or in a grocery store in an aisle with you and I have my mask on firmly, you know, and maybe my goggles or my big plastic face protector, why do I care if you do? I don't know. <laughs> all that, this is why I'm ignoring it. And when I hear all these people complaining about like Thanksgiving being canceled, Thanksgiving is not canceled. It's only canceled if you cancel it. Just have Thanksgiving anyway. I'm having probably 25 people over. Nobody's wearing masks. I don't care who they've talked to before this. I don't care if one of us has it. We're all spreading it. I'll give it to you. I won't care. Nothing matters. I don't care about coronavirus. If you do good for you, but I don't. I, I agree with you, but I used to do a couple things on Thanksgiving. I, I ran in a road race, big road race in the morning, and then went to, you know, right after that to a high school football game for years. Those are canceled. You know, those are canceled for whatever reason. You know, the, the, the Corona bros got their way. They canceled high school football for, for no freaking reason. But anyway, you can't do those things. I mean, you can still watch the NFL, thank God, but you can't, you know, do some of the traditional things and be ready as we started. They're coming for Christmas. They're coming. They're coming for your parades and your, your mall Santas and your and uh, Christmas caroling and whatever your traditions are. Midnight mass. It's all going to get canceled. Fauci has made it clear and, and the media has made it clear. They're coming for Christmas. That's our theme for today. They've already. Uh, They've tried to cancel Thanksgiving, just not at Turtle, just not at the Turtle Boy Mance, but they yeah. tried to cancel it everywhere. Do and it anywhere. They're moving to Christmas. But, all right, Turtle Boy, um, anything big, anything new and exciting on uh, TB Daily News? Oh, I got to go through the inbox. My Monday morning is always fun going through the inbox, seeing the ratchetry that's been going on. But I've seen a couple of good stories you'll see on Turtle Boy this week for sure. All right, that is uh, Turtle Boy. Check him out uh, on Twitter or at uh, TB Daily News. You can uh, – you can follow Dave Cullen on Twitter. I can promise you, you won't understand half the things. You won't understand anything he tweets. Uh, if it's yeah, even Dave split us up this weekend. He was supposed to come on the live show Saturday night. We were going to drink keys and have a I good forgot. Time. I would have been in big trouble. I forgot a family engagement that I had on Saturday, so I had to I remind myself of that. But I was going to ask you, Jerry, as we were just talking golf, is the Masters back-to-back majors? Like, is that is yeah. the next major the Masters? It just hit me next. There. Major is the Masters. Yeah, in April. Normal yeah. time. Hopefully, there'll be patrons. Uh, but uh, Dustin Johnson only gets to uh, hold the title for whatever it is, six months. Because yep. in April, it's back, which is great. But uh, it's too bad. We're done with majors. We're done with big golf tournaments. I know that bumps you out, Turtle Boy. But Very much so. 
it's great, great TV. It's great in high def. It's great with cameras all over the place. It's great drama, great pressure. I love it. And even though it wasn't very suspenseful at the end, I uh, couldn't take my eyes off it. But we'll we'll see what happens in uh, in uh, April. He'll go. He'll be the favorite going in. He's so good. Uh, and and I think a lot of people enjoyed the downfall of DeChambeau, who said it was the course was a par sixty-seven to him. Yes, yeah. seventy-two for everyone else. For him, it's a sixty-seven, and he lost the ball in the rough on uh, Saturday, which never happens. Was it Saturday or Friday? And uh, obviously, that never happens when you have patrons. You know, you hit the crowd. The people find it. They point at your ball, but there were no fans, so the ball went in the rough, and he never found it, and he never really. You know, recovered from that. He was he was pissed, but uh, he's he's an interesting guy. I don't you know necessarily root for him, but he's fun to watch. I know you love it, Turtle Boy. Anyway, I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.